It is Monday, October the 30th, 2023. Welcome to the program. On the show today, there's a little known tax deadline that falls due tomorrow, and this could cost Canadians thousands of dollars. We're gonna talk about that. Also, there is finally some hope that the North American auto strikes will soon be over. I'll update you on the latest there. Plus, Bank of Canada Governor Tiff Macklem, he's sending a mixed message about when we can expect interest rates to go back to the 2% range, and we'll cover the latest earnings reports. Let's get started with today's news. I was speaking the other day with my accountant and he expressed concern that there are a lot of Canadian homeowners who are at risk of serious financial penalties if they don't file paperwork by tomorrow, October 31st. He's referring to Ottawa's underused housing tax, so UHT. That took effect at the beginning of last year and it targets foreign nationals who own property here in Canada that's considered to be either vacant or underused. On the face of it, that sounds like a pretty good idea, but this is where things get a little bit complicated even though the tax is, f- is focused on foreign nationals, it also applies to trusts and partnerships. So if you're a Canadian citizen or a permanent resident, some of the new rules will impose a filing obligation on you. And even though it's unlikely you're going to have to pay the actual tax, if you don't file on time, even if it's just a filing to claim an exemption, you may be liable for penalties and those start at 5000 bucks. Here at home in Canada, it's a very common scenario that a Canadian who wants to help their adult children buy a home, they may co-sign a mortgage in order to satisfy the requirements by the lender. It's often required in those cases that the parent is actually added to the title of the property. Now this could really be like a 1% ownership, but it does mean that legally you're a part owner of that property. In a scenario like this, you would actually be required to file to avoid a penalty. Uh, Another scenario is a situation where a couple owns a rental property and both partners are on on title. They may also uh, be obligated to file because from a legal standpoint, uh, this arrangement where both partners are part of this is considered to be an actual partnership. So if you hold a residential property in a trust or in a partnership, the legislation requires that you file tax returns. Under normal circumstances here, the filing deadline uh, for the previous year is April 30th of the following year, uh, but partly because this is a new rule, and I think there are a lot of people out there who may innocently not be aware of these requirements. If you didn't file in April of this year, the CRA will waive any penalties. They're gonna waive any interest um, if you file uh, by October 31st of this year. Well, it happened again. We had auto workers here in Canada uh, at an auto plant going on strike. And then within a few hours, they were back uh, working after tentative deals were struck. And um, after going on strike on Sunday, negotiators for Unifor and for Stellantis, they reached a tentative deal. And this is really, really good news for the Canadian automobile industry. The agreement uh, must still be ratified by the majority of the Stellantis employees, which are around 8,200 or so. Uh, Details of the agreement weren't immediately released, but per the ground rules of this round of negotiations, the agreement is going to match pretty much for the most part the demands uh, of the deals that have already been reached by Canadian workers at both Ford and GM. They they, uh, came up to agreements earlier. Um, Those contracts included a $10,000 signing bonus and raises of 10% in year one and 2% and 3% in the following years. Um, If you fall into the category of being a skilled trade worker, you're going to see an additional 2.75% raise in year one and 2.5% in year three. Now, also key to these agreements was the reduction in the number of years that it takes new employees to reach the top of the regular pay scale. 
Under the old contract, that would take eight years to reach the maximum of $37 an hour, uh, but now that's reduced to four years. Under the old contract, uh, new hires would start at around $24 an hour. Now, in similar negotiations in the U.S., General Motors, as of this morning, was remaining as the only big three Detroit automaker that hadn't reached an agreement with the United Auto Workers or the UAW. But breaking news this morning is that both parties have now reached an agreement just earlier this morning. On Saturday, Stellantis had reached an agreement with the UAW and that ended a six-week strike at certain of their plants. Um, last week, Ford and the UAW also agreed to a similar deal. In both of these cases, the agreements do still uh, require ratification of the union members, so it's not set in stone yet. Um, deals of the new arrangement this morning with GM, they weren't available at the time I'm filming this video, but we probably could take some guidance from the deals that have already been struck with the other two automakers. Uh, Ford, for example, their deal includes a $5,000 ratification bonus, special retirement incentive packages, and like here in Canada, it, it provides a faster path to the top pay scale and full-time status. Uh, with Ford, temporary workers will immediately obtain permanent employee status, so that's a good thing there. Um, in the uh, other U.S. tentative deals, auto workers are going to be receiving a 25% pay hike over the four and a half year contract. When you factor in compounding and you factor in the cost of living, the total pay hikes are going to amount to more than 33%. And of course, as is always the case, who's going to pay the bill at the end of the day is going to be the consumer who's going to be paying the added costs that these new contracts are going to impose. And according to Ford, it expects that the new contract will add between $850 and $900 in labor to the cost of each vehicle. If you lack confidence in your investing abilities and you're trying your best to learn this whole investing world, well, first off, take uh, take some solvers. You're not alone. Most people, in fact, grew up without any formal training in how to manage their finances. This is especially true when it comes to investing. At our Investing Academy, we offer online training and our programs are designed to take you through the whole investment process from being a raw beginner up to being a fully confident investor. Check out the Academy website for more information. I will put a link in the description of this video. In an interview with CBC last week, Bank of Canada Governor Tiff Macklem, he said that the bank may not have to raise interest rates any further if inflation slows to the point where it's in line with the bank's expectations. He said, the economy is not overheated anymore. We do think that there's more inflation relief in the pipeline, and if that comes through, we won't have to raise rates further. Now, when the bank announced its rate decision just this past Wednesday, it did leave the overnight rate at 5%, but they also said during the announcement that it would consider more hikes if inflation worsened from where we're at today. Uh, the next Bank of Canada rate announcement doesn't come until December the 6th, so more than a month out from now. Uh, current odds are that there is a 14% chance that they will raise rates again uh, during this tightening phase. At this point, though, Macklem says that he can't say when rates will start coming down again. He noted that uh, they will need to see clear evidence that we're on a path back to that 2% inflation target before discussions uh, on the lowering interest rates can actually start. Um, he says that he can, though, see the interest rates reaching the 2% target at some point in 2025. First off, I would like to thank everyone who took time last week to provide feedback on what you want from this next section of the program here. Uh, for the most part, you did say that you found value in the earnings reports I'm giving out here. And I did receive a number of suggestions and some ideas how I can improve the segment. So based on what you've said, I'm definitely gonna to continue to plan the earnings reports. Uh, I will look for ways to implement some ideas, make it even more valuable for you. Now, right now we are deep, deep, deep into earnings season. And it would be uh, impossible for me to report on every company's earnings. 
but I do plan to highlight some of the more broadly held stocks, hit as many as possible uh, without turning this into an hour long video. So I'll get started uh, with this morning's announcements. And first off, Air Canada, they reported this morning adjusted net income of $1.28 billion, or $3.41 per diluted share. And that is up from $431 million, or $1.07 per share a year ago. Analysts had expected $2.18 per share, so they beat on that. Operating revenue from the quarter was $6.34 billion. That's up 19% from the $5.32 billion it reported a year earlier. Again, analysts had expected a $6.09 billion number. Free cash flow from Q3 was $135 million versus a loss of $43 million just a year ago. Going into the fourth quarter now, Air Canada says that it plans to increase its available seat miles capacity by 10% from the same quarter a year ago. For the full year of 2023, the company now expects available seat miles capacity to increase by 20% uh, versus 2022 year over year uh, instead of the previous announced 21%. McDonald's this morning, they reported their Q3 non-GAAP earnings of $3.19 per diluted share, and that's up from $2.68 a year earlier. Analysts had expected $2.99 there. Revenue from the quarter was $6.69 billion compared with $5.87 a year earlier. A highlight of the McDonald's report was that global comparable sales were up 8.8% during the quarter. Now, last week, we also had reports from uh, both MasterCard and Visa, so we'll look at those now. MasterCard reported Q3 earnings of $3.39 per share. That's up from $2.68 a year earlier. It also beats expectations of $3.21. Net revenue from the quarter was $6.53 billion. That compares with $5.76 billion a year earlier and also is right in line with expectations of $6.53 billion. Visa, they reported fiscal Q4 earnings on Tuesday last week. Earnings per share were $2.33, up from $1.93 a year earlier and just over expectations of $2.24 a share. Revenue from the quarter was $8.61 billion, up from the $7.79 billion it saw a year ago, and also above expectations of $8.55 billion. Now, Visa said that it expects its fiscal year 2024 adjusted earnings to be in the low teens. They also said that they expect revenue growth to be in the high single digit to low double digits for the year, and they're expecting revenues of $36.04 billion. If we shift now to the auto sector, Ford reported late last week earnings of 39 cents per diluted share and that is up from 30 cents a year earlier way below the expectation though of 46 cents as the analysts had expected revenue from the quarter ended september 30th was 43.8 billion dollars up from the 39.39 billion dollars a year earlier and also above analyst expectations of 42.51 billion ford during the announcement they did withdraw its 2023 guidance and they say this is pending ratification of the tentative labor agreement that they recently reached uh, with the uaw which i just reported on a bit earlier since the report shares of ford are down 15 uh, percent amazon also reported last week 94 cents per diluted share up from 28 cents a year earlier that also blew away the expectations of 58 cents a share. Net sales for the quarter were $143.08 billion, and that's up from $127 billion a year earlier. Again, slightly above analyst expectations of $141.56 billion. The company says now that it expects Q4 net sales to range between $160 and $167 billion, and analysts are expecting the numbers to come in at the higher end of that range of $167.04 billion. Now, I want to move into the Canadian utility sector. Fortis reported third quarter net earnings of $394 million, 
or 81 cents per common share, and that is up from the 326 million or 68 cents a share it saw in 2022. As part of the announcement, they also uh, released their 2024 to 2028 uh, capital plan, which is $25 billion. That represents a 6.3% average annualized rate base growth. Canadian Utilities also has reported. They reported their adjusted third quarter earnings of $87 million or 32 cents per share. That is down from the 120 million or 45 cents a share that they saw a year ago. Analysts were expecting 33 cents a share. Revenue from the quarter was $812 million. That's down around 10% or so from the $898 million that it saw a year ago. That's a big miss there with the expectations of $898.7 million. Now, coming up for the balance of the week, uh, we're going to be inundated with earnings reports. So I'll cover as many of those and get them into the report here um, as are practical. We also have Canada's monthly GDP report for August. That will be out tomorrow. We have earnings from Amgen. We have AMD. We have Caterpillar. Uh, Pfizer and Stellantis is going to be reporting tomorrow. That'll be interesting in light of the uh, ongoing or soon to be resolved, hopefully, automobile strikes. Then on Wednesday, we have the uh, manufacturing PMI number coming out for the month of October for the U.S. And of course, we also have the U.S. Fed rate announcement. Um, earnings on uh, Wednesday include Airbnb, Synovus Energy. We have CVS Health, Nutrien, and PayPal will also report on Wednesday. Um, then Thursday, big earnings coming out. We have Apple. We have Barrick Gold. We have BCE, Canadian National Resources, Crescent Point, uh, Shopify and Starbucks are also going to be reporting on Thursday. And then on Friday, we have the Canadian employment numbers for October. We also have earnings from Alibaba. We have Brookfield Business Partners. We have Brookfield Renewable Partners reporting. Enbridge will be reporting on Friday. Restaurant Brands International, Talis International, and uh, TransAlta Renewables. So again, I'll be covering any major news that come out of those. Um, if you're not subscribed to the program, I'd urge you to go ahead and do that now. We do have this update every Monday, every Wednesday. wouldn't want you to miss out on some of the trending news. Um, I will also put a link for our Investing Academy in the description of this video. As always, thank you for watching the video. We'll see you in a couple of days.